0: Welcome to Who's Left, a podcast about Indiana politics, history, and culture from an unapologetically leftist perspective. My name is Scott Aaron Rodgers, and I'm recording from Bloomington. This week, my first repeat guest, Tom Levan, is back, and we have a wide-ranging conversation about the 2024 statewide races in Indiana for governor and for Senate. Let's jump right into it we uh dive deep enjoy all right welcome
1: back to who's left tom levon how you doing buddy oh pretty good back in the chair again it's my same yeah, chair are. but you it, to and the listeners it seems like i'm in the guest chair that is the, a real chair <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a folding chair I keep in my bedroom. That's that's and, and a little rolling cart with my computer on it. That is my uh,
1: studio. Yeah, that's, that's the studio. <laughs> I I have we, we both have mics from the ceiling coming down in front of us. I did invest in a nice little arm mic. Yeah, I I honestly have one of those too. I just have not. It used to be attached to my desk. Uh, I haven't recorded anything. In a hot second that felt like i needed that so i just have my microphone on its little stand well very good you sound great so um as as much
0: as i would like to talk about the uh, finer points of uh i guess uh, audio video equipment oh um, no, 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 no. <laughs> let's, um, let's talk about uh the the state of uh the big races in indiana in 2024 we've got uh, a senate race coming open as uh, mike braun is uh, choosing not to run for re-election he's running for governor we'll get to that um so we've got um, one candidate announced for that race and then as i said governor we've got uh, three announced republicans and one announced democrat we are going to get to them all here today um and i would like to start with uh the senate race um we have on the republican side congressman jim banks has uh declared and the republican field has essentially been cleared for him uh mitch daniels former governor thought about it uh decided he he didn't have the backing um I believe a couple others may have thought about it but um it's it's banks race to lose um tom i gave you a little bit of homework about jim banks what'd you find
1: well as it is as disappointing as it is unsurprising uh in a way <laughs> um Now, I was sort of comparison these to uh, one of the other people we're going to talk about, Mike Braun, which it Mm -hmm. almost verbatim will get more to the Mike Braun differential that I thought was interesting. It just from the the ignorant version of this, I say ignorant, the uninformed, if you are a person who is just looking these people up for the first time because you live a life and you have to. work go to sleep and then get up and then go to work again you might not know who the hell these people are and i sure as hell didn't because that's whoa, whoa, what whoa, wait, just, just a second here are you are you saying that i don't have a life because <laughs> i do know these things how uh, why would no, you no, no, say no, no. something I, i'm i'm talking to the to the uninitiated <laughs> listener of uh you know, of this type of thing to where like uh I, I i'm more the representative of like you like i have some really other bullshit hobbies that take up my time and main brain power this hobby uh, i would say that this is a hobby for some reason that's not really a a good way to say it is being politically minded shouldn't be a hobby but in our current society being politically minded almost is there there is a a political hobbyist is a actual label yes and and i come from this the notion that like the reason that i am so politically minded is purely just the fact that i care about anything not because i am the most well-informed person and i think a lot of people on the left can fall into that category because uh, you are an outlier in what you can handle (laughs) Hmm. Uh, because I most often can't deal with a lot of this stuff Uh, we were talking about this in the lead up to this uh, outside of the podcast Um, the pregame show yeah yeah uh, (laughs) not between me and you but me and Brady were talking referring to this this um I was like oh yeah I don't know a lot of these 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 local things because uh you know I am occupied still by the Ukraine war <laughs> like that's a thing that I'm still putting brain power into because it's happening and, and it's not even the only conflict that I really probably should be caring about, but like Well, and I'll tell you what, Tom, and this is something maybe
0: we could talk about some other time or another oh, yeah. podcast and <laughs> bring about it a little bit, but the the Ukraine war and the Republican extremism we see here at home are not part of a different war.
1: Um, yeah. You, a, this is this is
0: part of the same war.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a whole t- tangent can of worms that can be ha- happening. I know, but like, uh, I'm I'm more referring to the, you know, some of this stuff can be really depressing, and like I'll go into deep dives of it, and it it can preoccupy your time and your mental energy so much that it it really does take away from your mental health at a certain point it makes you it I, makes you and i do yeah and uh i will go through bouts of uh looking into stuff and there's so much bad stuff going on that i can only know about so many assholes like like DeSantas and the santas <laughs> and musk and uh like um marjorie teller green can only I only allow them to occupy so much and they are the loudest dumbest voices so they get in there. Th- this guy, this guy, uh I was gonna I was just gonna Jim say Bay. loud and dumb that brings us right to Jim. Yeah Bay. yeah this guy may be loud and dumb but I guarantee you he isn't as loud and as dumb as these ext- these other people which isn't saying a lot mm. uh you know looking at his so also feeding into some of this stuff and this will be a, a theme with some of these people we talk about. Yeah. Looking them up on a cursory glance, if you are uninitiated into these political parties and or mm-hmm. like, say you're a, uh, uh, we're going to say like a 30 to 50 year old Republican in the state of Indiana. And I might be cutting too big of a swath with that. Uh, sure. Middle age and- Republican. Yeah like it's you're not Wait, gonna you're probably get, playing golf on a Sunday. Yeah you, like the, the nuances of some of these people's positions are gonna be completely alien to you because you're also on the right dealing with some of the same things I'm saying only y- you don't care as much so you're not gonna be as empathetically inclined to figure out what these stances mean for people who aren't you, right? There's and like, definitely like these Republican
0: kind of code words that keep yeah. coming up. And they said that, you know, they say the same words in a very kind of carefully crafted political way. Um, to, it's like, I don't know, to basically
1: shine that turd real nice. Yeah, that's another uh, good way of saying it is like, hey, you uninitiated person, here's this spin I'm putting it, but there's a sub-spin of like, oh, you're an armchair Nazi on the internet? You also like this. This is some code words for you. Mm, mm-hmm. That type of thing. And I'm, again, painting a wide swath with that statement I just made, I know, but who, who do well, I want next? Yeah, let's let's let's, let's zoom in on it, some more of uh, Jim's greatest hits
0: here. Oh, so, boy, here uh, we go. Yeah, in, in, in 2020, he had a little dust-up with uh, Minnesota Rep uh, Ilan Omar, who I adore. Um,
1: I, and, I do know and, that
0: one. She said, um, given recent events in the Middle East, that she was stricken with PTSD. Um, and this is somebody who had led civil war in her country when she was eight years old and spent time in a refugee camp. And it's
1: this, this is already shit, man. This is already going badly where, and, this, where this is going.
0: And, and Jim tweeted, um it is a disgrace and offensive to our nation's veterans who really do have PTSD after putting <laughs> their life on the line to keep America safe. And he said that in response to, Omar claiming she is stricken with PTSD.
1: Hey, hey, didn't you know? Only people in the armed forces can have PTSD. If you experience anything bad in your life or live through a catastrophe, you do not get PTSD. That's a scientific fact. That was sarcasm. <laughs> that was sarcasm for the people at home.
0: Uh, yeah, that's our buddy Jim Banks. Real, real empathetic fellow. Um and Jim is also uh, a big Trump guy and an election denier. He was
1: oh, if, uh, that, that
0: was interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't think, right? Oh, he was one well, of 126 Republicans who um, uh, signed an amicus brief um, in, I believe it was Texas versus Pennsylvania, uh, which was a. Uh, You know the case brought before the Supreme Court contesting the results of the election. It got thrown out. They didn't even hear it. Um, But he signed on to
1: that. That's and then yeah, go ahead. Interesting that you bring that up because I was going to say in my research here, uh, Mike Braun, that him being an election denier is very much on the front page of information you can find out about him and I was like oh that's the one difference between Jim Banks and Mike Braun here uh, in their fucking policies and where they stand is uh, that imp- I, I, was, I made me think that like oh Jim Banks probably did not put his hands into that argument but now you're mm. telling me he did but it is harder on the surface to find that uh, yeah Mike he was actually a little bit more loud about it Oh, well, let's continue about Jim Banks
0: and his involvement in January 6th. Oh, my God. Here we go. Well, (laughs) uh, so, yes, uh, after the um, violent insurrection uh, had been put down and everybody gathered and they went to certify the election, uh, Banks still voted against certification. Braun, as much as he talked about it in the lead up got cold feet and he voted to certify that night
1: oh wow that's really <laughs> hmm hmm
0: mm. but so jim banks's involvement with the the Jan- january 6th drama does not end there um so at first he expressed support for a bipartisan commission to you know investigate the roots of it and um later changed his mind on that when the republicans talking points became more oh this is somehow nancy pelosi's fault (laughs) somehow i don't get it so when 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 pelosi and mccarthy were attempting to actually put together a bipartisan january 6 committee with like you know an equal number of republicans on it jim banks and uh jim jordan from ohio were two of the names that mccarthy put forward well, those guys, especially Jordan. Uh, I mean, J- Jordan was intimately involved with planning, allegedly. Um, but yes, when all was said and done, Jim Jordan should probably hang for treason. Jim Banks, I don't know, but um, he was supposed to be put on that commute uh, that uh, committee. Pelosi rejected him. McCarthy pulled all his guys, so we wound up with just Liz Cheney and um, Adam Kinzinger as the Mm -hmm. only Republicans on the January 6th committee. Um, But, so, um, in October of 21, uh, Cheney, who was the vice chair of the January 6th committee, revealed that banks had been sending letters to federal agencies claiming to be uh, the ranking Republican on that committee, uh-huh. even though he had been rejected from it,
1: That uh, sure, in- sure seems like something. At least in theory, or uh, that seems like it should be illegal, right? Um, yeah, that is in some way
0: probably lying on a government form or something yeah, in like some uh, way. It's fraud,
1: right? Yeah, I, I, I um, don't. I don't know exactly what the law would be but it sure seems like you can't do that <laughs> at the very least it don't look good yeah
0: so um yeah in, in yeah in a september 21 letter he had requested uh, information from the department of interior uh that they had sent to the committee so he's he's trying to get secret information that he's not entitled to <laughs> uh and yes and he he wrote that Pelosi refused to allow me to fulfill my duties as ranking member and signed the letter as ranking member which he was not keep a classy job so um moving on uh you know he declared his candidacy for um Indiana state senate in 24 uh in January of 23. Um, and his big claim to fame right now is that he is the uh, the leader and founder and chair of the House Anti-Woke
1: Caucus. Okay, I gotta ask this question, and I know that this may be like superfluous based on the way that you presented it to me. But at the same time, Is that real? Yes, it is. It's a real thing. It's a real thing.
0: I don't know if you remember in 2008. um, This is very early in the primary process um, when when Joe Biden was still running uh, against uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. This was before he dropped out and it became a two person race. Oh shit! I well that that People information not even wrong. ran that year, don't yeah. they? Right? But but one thing he did in in that primary was he totally throttled the uh, candidacy of Rudy Giuliani, who was running and thought to be the front runner at one point for the 2008 Republican nomination. Man, how the mighty have fallen, right? Well, Joe said, uh, I believe it was in a debate about Rudy Giuliani, that every sentence out of his mouth is a noun,
1: a verb, and 9-11. <laughs> Man, that, and it, and a it's dark brand and sting right there. <laughs>
0: but the Republican Party now... Every everything out of their mouth is like a noun, a verb, and woken. Yeah. All right. For example, let's let's see what, what what Jim Banks here has to say about woke, and I'm going to try and give you a little video
1: clip here. Here we go. For for the most part, most Republicans are now awakened to this fact that wokeness is weakness. It's a cancer that's eating America. From inside out you look at the recruiting numbers in in the united states military way off of its goals because many of our troops are telling us they're sick and tired of spending all of their time on diversity and inclusion training on not and not on how to fight wars and compete with our enemies like china and russia we have the 1619 project being pushed on kids in our schools and teaching them that that america Hey, 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 you know what people don't want to people don't want to protect this country because we care about people like, like, yeah, I, that's and that is only one thing I have to say about what he just said. That is basically like, you know, that is some um, some mighty propaganda right there. Uh, and. Not to throw the old N-word around, but it sure to seem kind of Nazi-ish. You know, just a little bit. Hey, hey, you care about people, that's weakness. You want to support people, that's weakness. Uh that's that's sort of like the a big conservative thing. Oh, you care, you're weak and pathetic. Uh, you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. Like that is sort of what he has summed up there. Uh, and it's pretty fucking wild. Uh To hear that, Uh, the the supposition that caring is not what this is about. And at the same time, the cognitive dissonance of being like you like these people can't serve. Like, like, hey, serving and patriotism and defending your country, you have to care a lot to do that. And you're telling me that these people don't these people care more about the things that he said that I don't believe are a problem for a lot of armed service people are is enough to make them not want to be in the military and defend their country. You're telling me that people don't want to defend their country as much as they don't want to hear about quote unquote wokeness. Yeah. Well, they want to diversity, like
0: eliminate diversity, equity and inclusion. They're talking about, you know, Oh, we have to spend all the time. And it's like, this is telling you how to, be a better comrade with your with your fellow soldiers yeah you know um it it, it boggles the mind you know and again the, the the leadership uh of the department of defense you know they are on board with the dei and <laughs> yeah. and and you know examining the full history of this country um Um, So let's move on from Mr. Banks because I can't stand talking about him anymore (laughs) and talk about uh, the Indiana governor's race next year. Uh, We've got um, three Republicans uh, announced already, um, including Senator Mike Braun, who we've talked a little bit about. Um, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch is also in the mix. As well as Fort Wayne businessman Eric Doden. Um, let's start with Doden here. Um, so he is a um, businessman from Fort Wayne. And uh, here we go. Serves as president of Pago USA and is a founding partner of both Domo Development LLC and Domo Ventures LLC. He has 20-plus years of financial and investment experience in a variety of industries, including Tier 1 automotive, sporting good manufacturing, steel, construction products, and real estate development.
1: So, So you're telling me his job is moving money around. Am I understanding that correctly?
0: Um, I do not know exactly what all those... Uh, ventures do but yeah it's
1: financial and investment experience in those industries
0: so right.
1: a yeah, lot yeah. of industries to to have your your fingers in and not just one it's 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 i don't know what we can extrapolate from it but i feel like it means something what that is i do not know anyway continue
0: well so my first um big Red flag uh, on on Doden here is that he attended uh, Hillsdale College. Now Hillsdale College is like this evangelical um, private conservative um, you know school up in uh, Michigan. Okay, and they are responsible for like a lot of. Um, the conser- like <laughs> extreme conservative um you know religious further the-, the theocratic uh <laughs> you know christian nationalism <laughs> philosophy uh, so that is coming out of, uh, out of there
1: yeah the other the other pillar of uh ultra conservatism is Christianity <laughs> uh,
0: yes and the, the you know these Christians in particular are uh, very very controversial and fun fact about Hillsdale College that most people don't know um, is that like Pat Sajak is deeply involved with it
1: okay I shit you not okay
0: a lot of their, like, their, their trustees and stuff are uh, DeVos, Van Andel, Prince, family, kind of the, uh, the, the West Michigan oligarchs. But yes, Pat Sajak, that Pat yes. Sajak, is yes.
1: chairman of the board of Hillsdale College. I feel betrayed on some level, even though I didn't watch Real of Fortune all that much.
0: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, that, is, the, there the a trail? is there hey, a Kent?
1: There are three K's.
0: <laughs> uh but that's enough about Pat Sage. So our buddy our buddy uh Doden here, the uh wealthy Fort Wayne businessman, L- looking at his platform, it is one hundred percent conservative Red Meat. He talks about defending the Second Amendment. He's one hundred percent pro Second Amendment, whatever that means. I don't know. Apparently, that means you can have fighter jets, tanks, and nuclear arms.
1: Um, At least how I interpret it. I I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it's a rather. It's like again, it's one of those things that it becomes a talking point to the point that it loses its meaning when you say Mm -hmm. shit like that. So his
0: his big 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 issue, and, and of course he's like you know here he says he's one hundred percent pro life,
1: and um, so he's so he's against the death penalty, right? <laughs> he doesn't say what he thinks
0: about the I death. penalty. not
1: that. Doesn't say but, that. I but but I, I,
0: I, money money has it. He's okay with that kind of killing. <laughs> um, but his his biggest issue is um, free adoption. That that's what he's pushing is you know what we're going to make abortion illegal, but adoption a hundred percent
1: free. Here, take a baby. I gotta say, I gotta say, like in a lot of that is actually pretty unique for a lot of these guys. These uh, in this in this because we don't hear that very often. It, that's like you're so close. Me the right answer with some of that, like with that, that right there, that kind of line of thinking, but you're missing the point so dramatically. <laughs> like, oh, you're so close. Like, oh, let's make a, let's make a uh, adoption free. Cool. Yeah. That's actually one, oh, one good idea. It's like that is a way to deal with it. Yes. It's, uh, you're, you're, you're beating around a solution there for sure. Uh, it's not a bad idea. It's weird. It's just weird when everyone else that's against abortion certainly At least doesn't. He's make thinking that... about some sort of solution. Yeah, and it's, it's not. And weird. It's not like have we thought about stoning the women to death yet? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and we're you both. You and me are having this reaction to it, but really, I think we've been hit with so many wild generalizations that are usually actually true about conservatism, that this one instance where it's like, well, they all can't be thinking the same thing is happening, but we're still like, oh, this is like a out of left field for us right now.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like, or
0: I don't know, we, we, we could maybe like, you know, help people make these make good decisions on their own and and yeah people like real valuable true sex ed and and access to you know contraception and and all that and, you know mm-hmm. and then then help m- mothers with with the tax code and stuff later but no it's maybe make all,
1: all you stick, know maybe no not parent. focus on america being a capitalist hellscape where if you fall under a little bit you're doomed you know like mm-hmm. a social support systems what are those i don't fucking know um yeah but uh, yeah the mm. it's, it's, anyway. it's interesting i I, yes. I, to, I hate i hate to tangent us again but i feel like it's got to be talked about a sure. little bit the the state of like abortion in america and how like you, I, I can't tell <laughs> this is the point i'm really trying to get at the point is that they how much understanding do they actually have of abortion because uh you and me have uh heard enough about this topic to know the social strain that this causes a society
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How much, how many Republicans are banking on that social strain to broaden their power and platform versus how many Republicans are ignorant of it and are just using it as a talking point and don't really understand it? You know, how much of it is directed evilness versus Mm -hmm. general evil incompetence? That question is what really boggles the mind, because this guy right here right now seems like the the latter and not the former. I do not
0: doubt the
1: sincerity
0: of a lot of people who are pro-life. I get it. If those are, if it is your deeply held religious belief that, you know, life begins at conception, I, 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 I understand the way you feel that way. Um, However, we, you know, have a thing called freedom of religion in this country, and your deeply held religious beliefs shouldn't infringe upon the rest of us, but I don't doubt their deeply held religious beliefs. But yes, there are a large number of Republicans who are explicitly counting on the social fabric being frayed and society falling apart so they can scoop up the remains
1: and build a Christian fascist country out of it. Yeah. Yeah, like how many people can we disenfranchise with uh, saddling them with an unwanted pregnancy to where they're not standing in our way? <laughs> like, is that like it's like anytime I hear one of the Republicans talking about, like, oh, abortion's bad, all this blah, blah, blah. And like, I just have to look at them. I'm like, are how, what level, what side of evil are they? and i'm using like real just like visceral terms when i say evil like that's maybe too extreme for just your an actual nuanced take on it but like i don't know some of these people are fucking ghouls and i'm like yes, oh, you absolutely know. like like do they think they're doing the right thing or do yeah. they straight like i i always lean towards they they fucking know better they know oh, like, better oh, look at banks banks is a ghoul um yeah. is is in a ghoul? I don't
0: know about the guy. His his uh, yeah. education leads me to believe
1: he yeah it, yeah you have a a good point there. Um, let us
0: move on and talk about yeah. Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, who um, so far is pulling most of the endorsements um, from fellow Republicans. For whatever that's worth, um, Braun will still be the overwhelming favorite. He's got the money and the name recognition. But let's talk about Crouch. She's from Evansville. She used to serve in the House from 2005 to 14. She was state auditor, and she's been uh, lieutenant governor uh, since 2017 with, with Eric Holcomb. Uh, on the economy She, you know, typical Republican talking points, pro-growth, tax cuts, deregulation. But she also has spoken out in in favor of uh, free trade agreements, which was always typically the Republican talking point. But your Trump populist Republicans are much more uh, like, hey, let's bring back tariffs. (laughs) hot, hot take on uh, un- unpopular Democratic take, I think Trump's
1: right up. Uh, I can't say, honestly, I it's been a good many years since I've had to know anything about tariffs. I do remember knowing something about them. But that information has been replaced in my brain by Halo yeah. lore, so uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I, just short, short story. I, I'm I'm a big fan of a, a good tariff. I think domestic goods should be cheaper than international goods. I think regional goods should be cheaper than you know far away goods. Uh, it, it, and if that gonna, seems logical, if we're gonna get anywhere uh, toward reducing. Uh, the human carbon footprints and making this a livable planet. Uh, I think we've got to cut out a lot of um, shipping. There's a lot of unnecessary shipping and 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 transport a, of goods right now.
1: As a person who works in logistics. Yes. <laughs> Fuck your job tom no oh well no 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 job job, yeah yeah well my my job isn't quite as sweeping as some of the logistics industries but i'll tell you this right now the other day i'm driving down the highway Mm -hmm. in whatever truck i'm driving and i look around and i'm like why are there so many semis here and then i'll go over a railroad track and i'll look left and right and there's no railroad track anymore and i'm like oh (laughs) and they didn't bother ripping the part of the street up with the railroad track on it that's definitely gonna degrade the infrastructure because they didn't just pave it over or something oh, it's and i'm like and historical but th- but they did rip it up in either other direction for some reason i don't know why but um and i'm just like why is there literally on this highway from looking forward to where i can't see the highway anymore to looking back in my mirrors literally like a semi every other car length like that's Mm -hmm. a huge amount of i'm like is that is that more or less expensive than having your goods shipped on a train to like a city center and then redistributed from like a city center like i don't i feel like there's something here i'm missing you know what? There's a there's a there's a, a city planning guy. I actually there's
0: a couple city planning guys I talk to on Twitter. and I'd like to have them on sometime because, um, yeah, like you know, regional city based hub and spoke models is going to be your most uh, carbon efficient way to do things.
1: And uh, yeah, the only thing uh, yeah, I can, the the thing I can of think us. of it's 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 cheaper industry wise. Because a lot of your CDL drivers mm-hmm. uh, sometimes own their own semis, so you're mm-hmm. paying individual. It's it's almost mm-hmm. like a gig economy on oh, a yeah. grand scale.
0: It absolutely is. This is the and, it actually happened during the Carter administration when they started deregulating the trucking industry. It didn't used to be that way, Tom. Y'all've been fucked.
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, you, we're getting really into the area of stuff I don't know uh, about. This right, and we're getting into but- nothing to do with Suzanne Crouch. So back to her. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. NAFTA. So um, she was, <laughs> uh, on education, she, uh, she talks about, you know, increasing funding for schools and teacher quality. But she's a, you know, vouchers, charter school, you know, quote unquote, school choice advocate. Um, Don't like so, that. Yeah, not, not a fan of that, but that's what you're going to get from all your Republicans, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, she did support uh, Medicaid expansion, um, um, though she does still support the repeal of Obamacare. Uh, those are her health care issues on social issues, big conservative, mm-hmm. abortion opponent, same-sex marriage opponent. God, at least Todd
1: Young's better on that my god can, the, can the fucking we get the bingo card, people, the card the fucking bingo card on these people
0: yeah yeah so um here we go i've i've got a horseshit clip of suzanne crouch i would like to play for you here <laughs> well and to put a finer point on that um when then governor mike pence was in office Uh, There was the religious objections bill, which drew a lot of criticism from international brands. Then under current governor, Eric Holcomb, there was the most recent abortion restrictions, which even Eli Lilly said may force it to grow outside of the state. Are there any areas on either the social side or any kind of political side that you worry that the state legislature may be going too far and against the state goals? Well, you know, what we have to understand and appreciate is those legislators, that senators and the representatives, are elected by the people that they serve. And the people actually have them there to be their voice in the General Assembly. I think we have to be respectful of that. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, Suzanne. No, the people did not pick that. Those, <laughs> the uh, abortion ban, the. Uh, all the book bans that they're doing now, the religious freedom stuff that they've been doing under Pence, it's all been unpopular and it's always been unpopular and the reason yeah. that those representatives are in Indianapolis is because our districts are gerrymandered to shit and we don't have a choice. So no. Yeah. That is that is not what the people have sent them there for. Anyway, that's my,
1: that's my Suzanne crouch Grant. Yeah. Yeah, that's the typical cognitive dissonance that we are uh living with every day right there. Uh uh-huh. like people literally showing the map of uh the non-Jerry gerrymandered map of America. And they're like, well, how is this fair? Like, you know, no, it's a good thing that we don't let these uh, these left, these people on the left have power. I'm like, what do you mean? Most of the people are on the left. That's what you're missing. Like is the oh, they know and they don't care. Oh, no. Some people don't fucking know. I got into a, I had I got into a debate with that. With, with a person, just one person about this. And I'm like, but they are the majority that like. And I'm saying left uh, people on. There's most most people. And it's sort of all encompassing of a lot of the social issues in this episode mm-hmm. that we have talked about, mm-hmm. the trans issues, the LGBT issues, the uh, you know, issues of race, issues of, uh, of abortion and stuff. A lot more the majority of people in the United States pertain to a live and let live way of life. Like nobody really wants to bother anybody. And uh, a lot of uh, opinions around it, are mixed in with people trying to weaponize it that, that it's a problem for other people, other people's way of life when it isn't a problem, and that's why that's like the whole argument, isn't it? Is that oh, the, the like the entire religious freedom
0: argument is like it it you, you're you're violating my religious freedom, freedom by existing as a trans person.
1: Yeah, you have to weaponize that's other. Pe- you have logic. to. Yeah, you have to. They they are weaponizing, uh, like people just existing uh like to have an enemy right and that's a lot of the problem here and uh, you know they're trying to make victims where there are no victims so people who people who aren't totally unempathetic will be like oh well that's a problem what about the kids won't somebody please think of the children Mm, well the chris christian
0: Right loves to think they are being persecuted. They live for it. It's like because the early Christians were persecuted in Rome, they they think that you know if they're persecuted the same way that they can be martyrs the same way or some shit. It's like throw me to a lion, daddy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh,
1: this is uh, sadly a audio medium uh the look on scott's face uh was hilarious (laughs) anyway all right yes anyway on the agenda uh
0: we're going to talk about mike braun who is the leader uh in in any polling that you're going to see right now um he's probably Mm -hmm. about 40 50 percent um in the Republican primary, current sitting senator um, since 2018. Uh, it's only one term that he's serving. He's from Jasper, went to Wabash College, has an MBA from Harvard. Uh, yes, yeah, real, real salt of the earth. Down. That's a Down real home, big rugged life. rural Hoosier.
1: What you just said, though, is a big tonal whiplash. It's like, okay, okay, he went here, he went there. Yeah, I've heard of those places. Harvard. What? Yeah. <laughs> and he has uh,
0: levied that Harvard MBA into uh, quite a successful business career. Um, oh, not, not suspicious at all. Yeah. Well, so let's see. It says here that he joined his father's business uh building uh, truck bar- bodies for farmers. Uh, then in the 80s, uh, you know, farms were kind of hit hard and the business almost went under. Uh, and our boy, Mike, you know, steered the business uh, toward uh, selling truck accessories and uh, grew from 15 employees to more than 300 Him and his business partner acquired Meyer Body in 1986. Uh, They manufacture truck bodies and truck parts and equipment. Braun bought him out in 95. And uh, our boy Mike is now worth between 35 and 96 million dollars as of 2008, which is a wide (laughs) gap. yeah um, I formerly served on the Jasper School Board, briefly served in the uh, State House of Representatives before uh, running for Senate. So in 2018 he um, beat Joe Donnelly 5145 um, and it comes to find out, a year after that, uh, the in Indian, the, the Indianapolis Star reported in 2019 that Braun's campaign the previous year uh, was the beneficiary of 2.8 million dollars in spending from a political action committee associated with indicted Monday, uh, money launderer Lev Parnas. Uh, and I don't know if you know that name. He's one of these guys. That sounds familiar. Was sort of t- like a, a Ukrainian guy tied back with like Rudy Giuliani in Shady yeah. business dealings. And yeah, I, yeah,
1: I knew I heard that name before because of the, 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 the one. It sounds like a ridiculous name uh that was that was a hot uh issue here somewhat recently i do remember that uh yeah well and
0: all that stuff is you know still going on as they're looking into all that with the oh my god julio giuliani's going down so hard poor dumb bastard But
1: uh, <laughs> uh, that's 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 a guy. He, he, he who should shut own the fuck height. up. Yeah, yeah. He should have shut the fuck up a long time ago, and he still would be so fondly remembered. Like if he would have just disappeared
0: in like 2002, like yeah. Rudy Giuliani would never have to buy a drink anywhere, uh, which is good, because apparently he likes to drink a lot, um, <laughs> which has nothing to do with Mike Braun. Yeah. Um, I have, I have a lot about to say about Giuliani. Let's continue with, with Braun. Yes. Yes. I, I really its so much fun. I, did, I do try to be an Indiana podcast, but there's such a colorful, um, a colorful rogues gallery. Yeah. Um, so we did talk about Braun, how he was an election denier until, uh, you know, his life was endangered and then he
1: flipped real quick flip real quick also uh, uh to kind of talk about that it feels very suspicious in a different way when um when the left was like all right yeah let's do a bipartisan investigation at it and then he's like uh i, I gotta go it makes it feel more like oh they were really going to investigate it and he has some sus connection to it oh what regarding the a- uh Braun, because Banks stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. That's but brutal. Banks was more was way more suspicious on the surface, but it makes me feel like Braun was like saw the writing on the walls, and was like, well, this might really happen. I can't get investigated by a bipartisan committee and then found that I had something to do with it. I gotta get out of here.
0: My understanding at this point is that Braun wasn't exactly like an insider on that. I mean, like any Republican, he was scared shitless of Trump and his base, and didn't want to say anything against him. Uh, and yeah. probably went along with all the election denial stuff. And you know, when when it when it counted, he he flipped. I guess. Congratulations! Yeah. You've cleared the lowest bar.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so your, I think your uh, take on that, I think is a lot closer to probably accurate. He's, he saw a different writing on the walls and was like, all right, this is actually bullshit. I'm getting out of here. I haven't seen him indicated in any of the planning
0: on the Senate side, like say, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, um, oh, the guy from Iowa, Chuck Grassley. You know how old Chuck Grassley is? He's 247 Probably. years old. <laughs> um, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, uh, maybe Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. I think those are the Senate guys who allegedly may have, you know, had foreknowledge. I don't think Ron did. Uh, that I don't know. That doesn't absolve him of just being god awful. Uh, and on that note, I think it's time for another clip.
1: Oh, here we go. You okay with the Supreme Court
0: leaving the question of interracial marriage to the states? Yes, I think that that's something that uh, if you're not wanting the Supreme Court to weigh in on issues like that, uh, you're not going to be. Wow! Wow, Mike Braun! Wow, Mike Braun! That was that was our. Senator from Indiana, Mike Braun, coming, coming for uh, 1967's Loving versus Virginia that uh, made interracial marriage legal uh, across yeah. all 50 states? Ooh! Fringe, buddy.
1: It's, As the kids say, sort of that the, is uh, it, it is sort of the... Like, institutional racism that the the mightiest Republicans won't uh, be like that's too woke, that's wokeness right there, you know, they won't fucking uh, <laughs> gather under that banner because they're like, ah, we're not doing that anymore and here he is like I mean, it's soft, it's definitely a softer version of racism for sure, but it's still like uh, that's good old fascism uh, <laughs> Yeah, you 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 should have had maybe a more nuanced take to just kind of brush that off, <laughs> or like had something better to say up your sleeve. Yeah, so
0: that was that was uh, an embarrassing moment for Mike. I guess he tried to walk it back a couple days later, but that's just oh shit! I said what I really felt.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, how do I fix this? <laughs> Walking it back a few days later is so pointless. It's like, oh, people are mad at me, and it took me a few days to say sorry. Like, you're not sorry. Nope. he's sorry he got caught. He's sorry he
0: let the mask slip. <laughs> sorry he took his hood off there for a second. Um. So that is the Republican field for... Uh, the big statewide races in 24. On the oh, Democrat side, we got a whole lot of nothing. Right now, uh, there is not a single Democrat announced for Senate at all. We've heard Donnelly's name tossed about. Maybe he's coming back. You know, the meek, mealy mouth centrist who only won his uh, race in what would that have been 2012 the first time because his opponent was so heinous
1: uh that that was richard murdoch do you remember richard murdoch i do is murdoch is the one that was like hey if you get raped and you get pregnant i guess that's just god's will That or uh, yeah, that's that's I believe I believe what he actually said was if you get raped, you can just turn off getting pregnant. That's how women's biology works, right? That's how I believe his quote was something like if it's a legitimate rape, the woman has a way of shutting these things down, which which no. We can't, we can't, we we can't get into this, (laughs) but I'm glad that that was enough to make uh, him not win. (laughs) Would that be enough in Indiana now? Like it it depends on, uh, here's what I want to think about that. It depends on how good the people you have spinning something is. If you could bury that information uh it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's now or then uh the the problem is is that this guy got the fuck out there in front of everybody and it blew up it was a bunch of information he said it yeah on video at like a thing that people generally get up and say in front of people anyway that is the type of thing that like you got to be good at spin and i mean uh one of the things is uh trump is good at spin and he says fucking nonsense bullshit all the fucking time uh but he makes he makes it sound good you can't the way he presented that statement I don't care who you are it doesn't sound good right like that if you're the, the most stringent republicans if they have a at least a cursory knowledge of biology at the l- bare minimum they're like well that doesn't make it that's not how that works you know it's bad it's a bad take yeah and no wonder he torpedoed himself you know well like,
0: yeah, yeah right and there were enough republicans who either you know voted across the aisle for donnelly back then or just like didn't vote for murdoch because he was that heinous again congratulations thank you i don't know if the Republican base would do that anymore. Is 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 the uh, interracial marriage thing going to slow down Braun next year? I mean, I don't think it's going to slow him down in the
1: primary. I think. I, think uh, gonna... I th- here's the thing. This comes back to the spin. I don't think people know. You know, like we we one of the uh, po- how do I curtail this? Um, sort of the this sort of is overarching to your podcast too, like. Uh, You you have me on here, who's uh, fairly ignorant locally, and part of that is our modern sort of uh, pop culture environment Mm -hmm. that we live in. And when I say that, I mean, uh, I haven't had cable since I was 22. Where am I going to get local news from? I guarantee you all of the online media I am a part of is global at this point Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um you know most of this stuff uh there's just not all you have to be invested in it already and we are as a society so overly taxed for our attention about political issues you know we're paying attention to the fucking idiot in florida who can't shut the fuck up with puddin ron you know oh, bless your heart hoods like that, that's such a problem that, like, some dude whose most problematic thing that's out in the open is that he said that very sort of like regal statement about the Supreme Court and interracial marriage, and it's not so, uh, Incendiary, yeah, that yeah. shit goes under the radar. That, go, that goes under the radar for your Republicans and your and your Democrats, your conservatives and your lefts. It's just not as attention grabbing, and it will be a problem. People like you, Scott, definitely are bringing it to attention. I have personally heard of it, but I've forgotten it because it's just not the biggest insane thing I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, that's and you know I don't have access to. I, I don't have a cable television in my. In my home, with the local news, and and then pe- these people saying this every day. That's yeah, the, the world uh... we live in uh is damaging to local politics in this way Very uh, i say that on a on a state level mm-hmm. your town i think you probably might know what's going on a little bit better because the people you talk to your town your city but your uh state legislator it's like if if everybody isn't riled up and talking about it i don't know about it yeah no it's
0: it's 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 true i mean uh, well <laughs> There's a variety of reasons, and you know, cable is one of them. And the the uh, the '90s and Newt Gingrich very much uh, made a a point of making all politics national. Um, and then you know, now you get your Fox News and your MSNBC and everything, and that's yeah, that's all they talk about. Every all all, all the news talks about is you know what's going on in washington they hardly ever talk about what's going in indianapolis they never talk about what's going on uh you know your local city council or whatever Um, yeah you know like down here in bloomington the the herald times got bought by gannett which i believe is also the parent company of the indianapolis star um Gannett owns a lot of newspapers across the country, and they just kind of, you know, fire all the staff and, you know, have have the same articles kind of running in all the newspaper they may have, like, you know, local high school sports. that's different, you know. But it, it, the coverage is just not good anymore. Local journalism's dead, so it's going to be on, uh, you know, the Democrats, you know, Braun's opponent to, to point out uh all of his state heinous statements from the past. Yeah. And uh it looks like uh at this point the only Democrat in the governor's race is a former Republican.
1: Right, which which could mean so many things. So Yeah <laughs> it means so much stuff. Uh, my knee-jerk reaction, because uh so here's my my journey in researching her uh came up with a very boilerplate nothing, at a cursory level investigation. She has no hot headlines. Uh, her Wikipedia page, uh, it, on a very regular run through, has nothing wild about it. There's not really a lot so, in there, no so uh it leads me to believe that the reason that she was a former republican is probably because she's comes from an upper middle class background probably carmel fishers or uh one of those areas uh she is actually from yorktown which is
0: outside of muncie uh i do not know anything about yorktown if if that is Muncie's it sounds carmel, like what it were <laughs> but, uh,
1: for uh, somebody in the logistics field it sounds like a township it's basically a suburb of a suburb mm-hmm. in is what I'm gathering. Sure.
0: So, yeah. Let me give you. will we'll, we'll give you the backstory on Jennifer McCormick here. So, um, she was a public school a special ed teacher. Moved then later uh, moved on to teach um, language arts in middle school. <laughs> Um, Became a principal at the elementary school there in Yorktown in 2004, um, assistant superintendent in 2007, and superintendent in 2010. Uh, She serves on the boards for uh, Ivy Tech East Central Region, Indiana Association of School Business Officials, and the Delaware County Youth Salutes. Um, She ran for... Uh, Indiana State Superintendent of Public Instruction, like we said, as a Democrat in twenty or sorry, yeah, as okay. a Republican gotta, in twenty sixteen.
1: I gotta ask because I yeah. saw that statement and I just didn't have time to click on it. What <laughs> the hell is that position entail?
0: It's well, I mean, that's you
1: know, everybody's every state's probably got a
0: different name for it, but that's like you know, your state school superintendent or yeah, uh, head of the it, Department it, of Education, basically. And
1: in, in the same article, it mentioned like state superintendent uh, as though it was a different thing. So uh, I don't know. That's just the uh, trying to use more common language to describe what the position is. Or well, the position not, no I, longer exists, and
0: I will sort uh, of oh. get to that here in a second. So right. um, her predecessor uh, was Glenda Ritz, uh, a Democrat, and she got into constant conflict with uh, <laughs> it was Governor Pence at the time and I the, remember and the Republicans that. I State legislature, yeah, because, uh, you know, she didn't want to put up with vouchers and, you know, sending money to private schools and, you know, whatever kind of testing regime they were trying to introduce. Um, And and so uh, McCormick was elected in 16 to replace Ritz, and uh, everybody thought, great. There's a Republican here now. She's going to go along with all the stuff that we want to do. Um, Well, here is from uh, from Indiana Chalkbeat. Quote. Uh, McCormick's Republican backers were optimistic she'd carry out Indian education policy with more skill and aplomb as well. But even before she was elected, McCormick started differentiating her education policy philosophies from her fellow Republicans through her skepticism of diverting dollars from public schools and her calls for more accountability for charter schools and private schools accepting taxpayer-funded vouchers." Unquote. Um, so, basically, the same things as as Ritz was advocating for. Um, uh, huh. So, um, McCormick did not seek a second term. Um, her, her quote was, she's disheartened by how politics and behind-the-scenes conversations have made it difficult to do her job of carrying out education policies. Um, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so... Um, basically it a sounds like her, her Republican. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. she, so it sounds like, okay, so,
1: you know, here she's one of your centrist Republicans, uh, which, who, which is a wild concept. And uh, it makes it seem like when you say centrist Republican, it operates the same way, the opposite, almost as a centrist does where a centrist usually just leans fucking Republican. And this sounds like, not so much. Well, it's, I mean... <laughs> I'm... I'm talking really, semantics, so this is not important to the... Well, it doesn't subject, even seem anyway. like
0: she was necessarily anti-charter school or, you know, anti-funneling taxpayer money to, to private schools through vouchers. It yeah. was just like, hey, maybe we should have some accountability and not give all our money to this uh private christian school who tells you that two plus two equals jesus (laughs) yeah so you know it 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 doesn't
1: seem terribly uh you know radical as a yeah so and and it's it's only radical in context of comparison (laughs)
0: And, and we were talking about, you know, not seeing a lot out there for her in terms of, uh, you know, just information and like what she even stands for. It's like, OK, so you're not a Republican and you want to get back to, you know, who's your values and common sense. And, you know, that's what they always I can tell you right. It's the same thing for
1: everybody. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> boiler responses.
0: but you know it doesn't really say what she's for exactly here so here here is this is from her campaign website. Jennifer's running for governor of Indiana because she's tired of the supermajority's focus on fringe issues that have nothing to do with the challenges everyday Hoosiers are facing. It's time to stand up to elect a leader that puts Hoosiers first. She will bring common sense and bipartisanship back to the state house. Jennifer will stand up to policies that are dismantling public education, stripping Hoosiers of their rights and freedoms, and leaving rural communities behind. I mean, great. That's nice. That's a, you know, very
1: all right. I got I got empty. I got some thoughts on that. I got some thoughts on that. It sounds almost like she wants to be more radical, but doesn't want to disenfranchise the Republican base that's what my takeaway could be from that. And I mean, we granted what you're saying could easily be true as well. Uh, and I might be, this statement may be overly optimistic from my point of, from, from coming from me. it's like, are you saying the things that we're saying, but you're trying to code it like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like maybe we shouldn't be disenfranchising minorities and making these quote, unquote, like fringe issues right there is basically like code. For people, is what I'm gathering. It's like, are you trying to say that we shouldn't be doing this? Is that what you're trying to say? Maybe well, you can just say it, but I, I, Indiana, I think that could be not the way to go. I, I think what she's saying, and, and and I
0: agree with her, is that uh, the Republican supermajority is spending all of their time on, you know, trans issues, LGBT, other LGBTQ issues, book bans. Um, culture war stuff. You know, yeah,
1: they're, yeah they're, that's what I, that's what I'm getting from that too. Like, and and she's saying, like, hey
0: guys, <laughs> cut it out. You know, I fine. You know, I I would I I agree with that. That Republicans are not focused on the right stuff. Now, I I my problem is going to be okay, Jen. You ran as a Republican on the ticket. <laughs> in 2016 where donald trump was the top republican on my ticket so
1: what do you actually stand for yeah what are you bringing to the table now like what is is your like let's let's hear some passion out of that instead of uh the wink wink nudge nudge that is implied but may not be there (laughs) you know like what is this sort of political like Uh, standard politician statement you've made that isn't anything. My fear is that this is the
0: exact same campaign every statewide Democrat has been running in this state for the last dozen years. Um, We talked about Joe Donnelly. Joe Donnelly did it. It's like, hey, I'm a Democrat, but like... I'm basically a Republican, um, except, you know, I, I, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I have Hoosier values. I yeah. stand well, for the flag and small business,
1: you know, um, okay. Like, what do you actually stand for? Um, yeah, no, I want, no politician ever is going to come out and say I'm against small business. Like that's not that's a non-statement you're making. Like show yeah. me some fierce advocacy for, you know, LGBTQ people. Show me some fierce advocacy
0: for progressive <laughs> economics. Uh, you know, show me real environmental advocacy. You know, what what are we going to do in Indiana in 25 years when the corn don't grow no more? <laughs> oh boy. Like we need to be thinking about those things. And my statement looks, I'm sure Jennifer McCormick is lovely and very nice. And we're wasting our breath now because there's not going to be anybody running against her. And I will vote for her smack my head against the wall. Oh, just like I do voting for every Democrat. And, And, and I'm afraid that it's the exact same campaign that Joe Donnelly ran that Evan Bayh ran, that Woody Myers ran, that uh, uh, Tom
1: McDermott ran. They're
0: all... <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not its not anything enough to get people excited, rallied behind you or to change uh, people voting the way that they always vote. And in Indiana, that's a big problem. Yeah. I, it's like, yeah, my concern with the Democratic Party in this state is
0: that we just don't Get it? Yeah. Now we keep trying to chase like disaffected Republicans, and that's fine. Like, welcome disaffected Republicans. We appreciate your vote. But as if you try and adjust your party platform to the right to keep scooping these people up, you're alienating the people back over on the left. Like, and I don't see, I don't see yeah. people, and uh, you know, on Indy's east side, I don't see people in Fort Wayne or Gary. Russian developer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it might be happening. It might not matter because typically our what, what are our four fucking cities that we have? Like, like, Uh, South South Bend, Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, Bloomington, Evansville are probably going to vote blue. I'll tell you what, I was talking to
0: uh, Gary
1: Snyder up in Fort Wayne. Well, he's in Huntington, but up
0: in that that corner of the state a couple months ago. And he said in the last election that Fort Wayne city turnout was like 33%. So,
1: and that was with... I mean... it, with the with the way the districts with the way the districts are, does that even matter? If thirty three percent show statewide up, statewide races vote blue it matters. And the that and okay. That is important. That's important then. So that's, if we're gonna avoid that.
0: having uh you know, uh, fascist Jim Banks or uh Ava Braun over there as our top state li- st- statewide elected officials <laughs> after next year, we we need a serious pushback and and i uh, you know this is not a time for meek centrism
1: yeah yeah uh, that's a that is a that's basically the nail on the head for a lot of our for a lot of our democratic people we have and this one example we have here is a flipped Republican so it's a really unique example but we have a lot of fucking Democrats out here that basically are meek centrists that get nothing uh really working for anybody at all yeah well yeah because if you wanted to vote for a
0: Republican you'd just vote for a goddamn Republican you know give give me not me. You know, I'm a political sicko. We talked about this already. I'm going to vote anyway. Give somebody that wasn't going to come out and vote a reason to come out and vote. Yeah. Indiana Democrats, quit doing the same thing or you're going to lose sixty forty again. Yeah.
1: It, the, 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 there was a statistic you threw out there that was like, what was it? Like 51 to like 49 or I think was oh, Donnelly yeah, there was a little like, man that's yeah yeah isn't that always the statistic that we're looking at though it since uh fucking uh the the since the at first trump uh, uh like you know uh election uh a few like times a few states it's like oh there's some libertarians sucking up the air in this room for yeah what, what, honestly
0: I... I i i can't stand libertarians and i think it's a childish worldview but i'd at least i'd like to see them have an equal opportunity in every race same with the green the same with whoever i can't stand the two-party system it's horrible um but i don't think we can break the two-party system monopoly unless democrats win and willingly you know uh, in- in- enact
1: some sort of election reform but
0: good luck with that right
1: Uh, Yeah, that's like one of those things that when like monumental shifts happen, uh, I don't think we'll see it coming and then it'll be wild when it happens to break a two party system is a grand thing that if it's going to happen, I don't think we're going to see it coming. Honestly, I don't I don't think we're going to see incremental changes (laughs) over the course of. Like five decades to see it happen. I don't That's know. It's gonna be man. like one of those like, weird things it, that happen. Well, well it's kind of like
0: the way, the, you know, things have I, happened like in sixteen, like two thousand sixteen, with the Trump election. Like, you know, it was it was fifty years yeah. worth of Republican activism, you know, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, and then like boom, fascism. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I'm here. Are you saying that that is incremental change? All of a sudden, you know, gradually, and then all at once. In my opinion, on the time, yeah. In my opinion, that's all of a sudden, and that's sort of uh, what I am referring to in that nature. Uh, It will be something (laughs) like that, where it's like, oh, over the course of like 16 years, it's like incremental, incremental, boom. It's like, and we already have some of that. Uh, base now with Sanders doing the things that he's saying. I'm not saying that Sanders is going to ever clinch anything because Democrats. Hate yeah, him well, I mean, Bernie Sanders is reason. also 150 uh, years old. Yeah, that's the the shame. I'm like, uh, I don't know if we're going to yeah, see no, him nor, again. Nor
0: should we. Um, I mean, well, I mean, look, <laughs> you yeah,
1: doing what you're really. doing,
0: Bernie. Great job, you know. But uh, it, uh,
1: rough. But we don't need another. We don't need another D- Diane Feinstein. Bi- yeah, scene the problem with our leadership uh, in general is I'm gonna that send they you, are all ancient, and it's it's time for a new. Yeah, yeah I'm going to send you an image real quick. I'm going to send you an image on Facebook real quick. Uh, if you want to oh, pop over, we're your DMs and for that. Uh, that's we we don't need to. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, man.
0: That's fucked up. <laughs>
1: that's that's a I just sent Scott a SpongeBob meme. Uh, those who know, no. Know. Um, but yeah. But I, I agree that we do not want that to really happen. But at this point, uh, I'll take it. I will sacrifice this man on the altar of a better world and his aging health. If we can get him in there, I'll take it. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's a little bit more wherewith has a little bit more wherewithal to stick it out to try to be uh, run for president again for his own health. Wise, like, I don't think he's gonna do it, but if he does it, I'm like, I'm willing to trot this, <laughs> this, this old man out to, to just for the sake world. of the rest of us. <laughs> sacrifice them on the altar of improving
0: yeah. better or the worse i think uh the the, the the very fate of american democracy lies in the hands of joe biden
1: next year and that's scary Let, let's let's pray for dark brandon's return or return uh arrival Uh, Oh, I know about the Dark Dark Brandon, Brandon. yeah. Okay. All right. Now, sometimes, Scott, I don't know where you're at with meme culture, Um, but, man, I am hoping and praying. I'm not praying. (laughs) I'm an atheist. But, you know, I'm hoping for Dark Brandon to really turn turn up in here and just, it's like, hey, you're an old man. What are you going to do? Just do it. Just do it. Do all the things right now. And get away with it what are you gonna do who are you disenfranchising you know you you got nothing to lose put on the sunglasses uh do uh, something yeah i don't know if we were gonna see like real like balls
0: out dark brandon um you know i think he would already told like joe mansion christmas christmas cinema to like take a hike and get out of the party uh he'd, he'd uh you know Told Kevin McCarthy, "No, I'm not negotiating with terrorists. I invoke the Fourteenth Amendment. Fuck you."
1: But <laughs> yeah, that um, that is that is totally the the right making him sound way cooler yep, than he but, is. Uh,
0: yeah, that's 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 what we got. That's that's two party system in America, baby.
1: And with that, I think we're coming to the end. Do we got anything else to say about our? Um... Yeah. Or bring this thing home. No, you know what? I am It feels it feels like we're on the I am edge. I
0: am just reiterating my call for Indiana Democrats in general to go big. You know, go progressive. We've been going centrist. We've been going diet republican for years. It's not working. You lose every
1: time. Yeah. Do something different. And it and and indiana indiana is following this is a national trend this is an indiana thing that what what you're saying is 100 percent indiana thing it is also a national thing on all states state levels even on federal levels we are getting diet conservatism and it's like it's time to fucking stop go hard into what your party should be about don't don't be like, oh, but hey, you do you want to do you want to join us because we think you're 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 kind of cool. Do you want to you want to come over to our hey, table? You know like, no, fuck that table. Be the loudest fucking person welcome in the room. To the be tent, a problem, right? Remember to w-
0: welcome to the big the Democrats' big tent, but remember whose fucking tent it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah, I don't
0: know. Anyway, Tom we're going to bring this thing in for a landing yes yep. i so um, sure does seem
1: like it doesn't it
0: want to thank you for uh joining me here and uh working this thing out and uh love to have you back again uh, sometime soon
1: i certainly would love that um uh, if you guys remember me from the first episode, uh, I also go by Linear Effect on various social medias. Uh, Linear Radio on Twitter. The On Again, Off Again YouTube channel is Linear Radio. Uh- still holding true to that to that moniker of <laughs> on-again, off, off again um but yeah that is me uh your friendly angry talking All right. tom levon thanks for thanks for joining the newsletter that was my
0: conversation with the always entertaining tom levon i hope our uh frustration with the uh, current state of affairs in indiana came through Um, I really, really, really want to see, uh, progressive Democrats, especially, uh, get into this thing, jump into this race, uh, and, and punch the, the fascist bullies in the nose. Um, if, you are out there and listening, let me know. I would love to help however I can. Uh, For you and the rest of our listeners, you can find me on your social media sites at uh, scottrodge 78 Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I still haven't figured out these wacky kids and their TikToks yet. Uh, You can find my writing at scotteronrodgers.substack.com Com. please subscribe please share get all your friends listening and get all your friends active in politics uh, until next time Indiana, my name is Scott Aaron Rogers, and this has been the Who's Left Podcast love each other